Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited for today's discussion on mindfulness. It is a topic that is becoming much more common, and joining me in today's conversation is guest speaker Sherelle Moore Tucker. Sherelle is a best-selling author, speaker, and wellness expert who focuses on wellness as a lifestyle. She specializes in educating communities about stress and trauma and how it impacts the mind, body, and spirit. Through talks, workshops, conferences, and retreats, she shares various holistic modalities, products, and movement therapies that can be used as tools for living well inside and out. She is also the CEO of Mindful Management and Consulting, co-founder of The Vet Space, and the creator of Mind Body Faith. Welcome, Sherelle. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this amazing uh, way of living, uh, mindfulness. Great. So I'd love to join, jump in a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to this, where you are right now. Yeah. So I never saw myself uh, being in this wellness space. It wasn't necessarily something that I um, sought out. Um, I dealt with a health challenge, just like so many uh, people that causes you to stop. Uh dead in your tracks and figure out, wait, what a minute, like what was going on? And so with the health challenge that I was facing, it was arthritis that definitely had an impact on my life and wanted to figure out how to begin to find my way again. Uh, What was this thing that was happening to me that uh, brought up emotions of, you know, sadness, uh, disbelief, confusion, all these things that I had never dealt with. And so that led me to want to explore not, not just ways to uh, decrease the pain um, and the stiffness and the discomfort that I was feeling as it relates to arthritis, but to just find out how I was processing things. And so that led me into the yoga space. And then from the yoga space, I began to learn about mindfulness, uh, mental and physical and spiritual health and wellness and all those yummy things. Yeah. And I find yoga is a very, um, you see a lot of people that have this a turning point for them when they start getting into yoga because so much is opened up for them at that point. And Absolutely. yeah. And it heals the body in so many different, at so many different levels, right? Yes, it does. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your line of work, because you, you have sort of two sides like I do. You have a sort of a corporate side, and then you have more of a little bit spiritual side to what you do, right? I, I, I do. And it's so interesting that, you know, we as people are so multifaceted. And yes. we, you know, as much as, you know, we, we want to kind of be like everyone else. You know, sometimes when you're a teenager, you just want to fit in. You just want to blend in. But the beauty of growing older is that wisdom that comes with, no, you want to, you know, really be able to stand out. And I find that just with my faith and spirituality that I realize that 
everything that I have become and, and I am still becoming serves a purpose and it doesn't have to just be one particular industry. So I am multifaceted just like you and the, yeah. I started off, um, going to college right out of high school, just like everybody else. And then I had a detour and decided to, uh, join the military. I went oh, into yes. the army. And I spent five years in the army and it totally changed my life and my worldview on so many levels. And then from there, um, I, uh, you know, separated from the military and I went to grad school and then I began to work in the federal government. So once again, kind of serving, um, you know, serving government this time through, you know, the federal government versus the military. And then as I was going down that journey, I also had the health challenge and became a yoga teacher and a <laughs> while, you know, uh, working in the federal government in uh, human resources. So that is who I am. I am, I love human resources and assisting managers with labor and employee relations issues and crisis and, difficult conversations and then i also love teaching and sharing yoga and meditation but i still have that military in me as yeah. well so i, I love it so many things and i think that um people meet different parts of me depending on what our experience is absolutely and that is that is what is so beautiful about the the human experience and so that's that's what i bring to the table when i help managers, you know, they'll get a little bit of military side, you know, a little bit of tough love, but they'll also get the wellness side. They'll get, you know, the yoga teacher, Sherelle, the meditation yeah. teacher that wants them to help better their teams and build good communications uh, with their team and also helping them through the process as well as becoming a better leader, a better, uh, actually becoming a uh, better servant so that they can become a better leader. Um, so it really just, uh, I have a great opportunity to work in uh, the, you know, the corporate side or the federal side, mm -hmm. as well as just wellness spaces. I teach weekly yoga classes and I, I you know, do those two worlds uh, pretty, pretty seamlessly. Cool. Now, do you um, teach a certain style of yoga yourself personally? Just curious. Yes, I so I teach vinyasa flow. Okay. A gentle vinyasa flow. <laughs> Speak our also, language. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so vinyasa flow. And I also teach yin yoga, which oh. is a beautiful practice yes. as well. I just um, learned that a couple of years ago. Yeah, I love yin yoga. It's a beautiful practice. And, you know, it used to be a hard sell, but I find that many people, especially from corporate and different industries, are um, kind of, you know, moving away from a lot of the power yoga and the hot yoga mm -hmm. and really wanting to find a little bit of relaxation in their mind and their body. So it's not, you know, a bunch of people kind of just lying around and doing nothing, but there's a beauty in coming to a class and having someone to help guide you through learning how to relax again, learning how to find peace in the body and the mind. And so that yin class I teach on a Sunday and people really like to set their week with that stillness and with that quiet. And I enjoy teaching it so much. Absolutely. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit uh, what yin yoga is? Because it's, yeah. you know, it is very, very different. I, the first time I experienced it, I was like, this is all we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but once you get into it, it's like, wow, this is powerful. 
Yes, a yin yoga is a beautiful practice and stillness and quiet. Uh, you hold, uh, usually the postures are done on the mat. So um, you're, usually, you're usually lying down or you're seated and you can use props to help bring a little bit more comfort to you while you're in the pose. And you hold the poses for time. Um, you know, a, a textbook definition is, you know, you can hold the, the poses between one to three minutes, maybe a beginner, somebody that's very new to the practice. Holding the pose for three to five minutes is more intermediate, maybe someone that has some yoga experience, and then beyond five minutes um, mm -hmm. is someone that may be a little bit more advanced. But it's a beautiful practice that is not yang in nature. You know, you have mm -hmm. yin and you have yang or yang. Yeah, and so yeah. this is more yin in nature where you just relax in the pose. You're not pulling, you're not tugging it on yourself. And this really works beyond the muscles and gets to the connective tissue, the fascia mm -hmm. um, that is interwoven throughout the body, throughout the muscles, throughout the tissues in our body. And so we began to just settle into stillness. It's very, uh, very similar to when you think about if you've ever worn braces, uh, you have your braces tightened. And then the teeth mm -hmm. slowly move over time. And then after that time has passed, and then there's more tightening. That's the same thing with yin yoga. You simply hold the pose. You continue to breathe and settle into stillness, allowing gravity to do the work. And then you move once the body opens up. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. That would be an awesome class for a Sunday too. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just, uh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that, that I'm just like, oh, now I'm, I'm totally Zen now. Just listen to you. <laughs> okay. Come back to the podcast, Maria. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the mindfulness side of things. And, yes. you know, we, you know, in my corporate world, we would do mindfulness practice every once a week. We would mm -hmm. only, you know, go in for like 15 minutes because meeting space was always limited. Right. But, you know, I worked in the accounting world. And so, you know, we're pretty high strung and we're going constantly. Mm -hmm. And it was just a chance to just break out of it all. Mm -hmm. So explain a little bit how, you know, what you do with mindfulness in your lines of work, because you have the two sides of it too, how they interrelate. Right. In the, you know, in, in the workspace, I'll just say mm. that there is just corporate, federal, what have you. In the workspace, I think mindfulness is so, so important because uh, I've been actually doing a lot of trainings over the past three months just in workplace stress. People are not just stressed at home, but they're bringing that stress to work. And then there are also additional stressors at work. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is a great, um, is a, is, is a great modality to bring into the workspace to help people to learn how to deal with stress that they experience from other people. And also just that internal stress, you know, maybe stress of putting internal deadlines on yourself, um, putting uh, false or, you know, expectations upon yourself, all of those things. Uh, mindfulness is something that can really help people in those areas. And so we do a number of different things. We do breathing exercises, which are really nice. And that really helps to set the tone. I do trainings on stress management. What are some strategies and tools for that? What does stress look like? And give practical application for what it looks like. It could be something as simple as, you know, avoidance. And what that avoidance looks like is probably people calling out sick. Um, mm -hmm. It can also look like mood swings. You just talked to your coworker before lunch and now after lunch, you know, they seem like they're in a totally different mood. You know, those things are the things that people identify with. 
and making mindfulness something that is going to be a benefit to them versus some abstract uh, theory. Yes. Uh, really, my goal is to really make it practical for everyday people, even people that may never go to a yoga class or roll out a yoga mat. There is a benefit in mindfulness, regardless of what industry you work in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I know for us, it's, it was huge. And we even had some of the executives come down and join us and oh, nice. they really got into it. And I just did a, a podcast and the last one I released was on stress management because I don't think a lot of people really recognize, you know, we always just see stresses like major deadlines and, you know, sort of the, the very surface level things. Right. But the, you know, I talked about the impacts on our body and what it does to us and how all our illnesses can come back to that. Right. Yes. And you know, I think the stats, I think it was 80 to 95% of all our illnesses are maybe 75 to 90. I can't remember the number now in front of me mm-hmm. are related to stress. Yes. And yeah, it's always a line. A, 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 it may be, a, you know, a short line or a long line that leads back to stress when it comes to tension, yeah. you, know, you know, high cholesterol, aches and pains in the body that aren't really explained, headaches, all of those things can be uh, linked back to stress. Especially a lot of, there's a lot of unexplained stuff now where the body just holds so much. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So let's jump on the other side of the fence and and dive into that, uh, the mind, body, faith side of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, With the mindfulness. Yeah. So with mind, body, faith, you know, this, this is for people that, you know, really are living a life that's based on a particular faith or belief system um, that is special for them. And um, this allows them to use that um, in that, in that process. So, you know, people have to really understand that mindfulness is really for everyone. You can practice whatever faith or belief system and this fits very nicely into uh whatever belief system uh you happen to be practicing because spirituality is a part of our lives and it's a part Mm -hmm. of everyone so i believe that uh with mind body faith it allows me to go into faith-based spaces and speak a language that people are already comfortable with and begin to uh illuminate parts of the faith that um, have connections to mindfulness yes. and, and to begin to um, share that information with them from a scientific standpoint and also from a uh, faith-based standpoint as well mm-hmm. and, make, and helping people to make that connection so that they don't feel like they're out of the loop of what everybody else is doing, that yeah. there is a this component uh, to your faith and how that can help deepen your faith as well. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, I know we talked a little bit when we had our pre-discussions about, um, we were talking about the power of nature and I, I know I speak about it often and, you know, just going outside and taking your shoes off if you can to ground Mm -hmm. yourself on the earth. And, you know, do you have anything you want to add in that? Because I mean, the nature side of things is so important for us. It is, and it's very interesting how our climate and our environment is changing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we definitely want to pay attention to. But, you know, for those people that, I meet lots of people that say, oh, I'm, not, I'm just not an outside person or I'm not a nature person. Well, I'm just here to tell people that you don't have to be an outside or a nature person to reap the benefits of simply being outside. So if being mm-hmm. outside is 
not your thing and spending like hours upon hours outside, just those moments where you do go outside become more intentional about the time that you spend outside, whether it's to walk to your mailbox or you're outside walking your dog or you have to go outside and wash your car to begin to become a little bit more intentional about the air that you breathe and the sun that's shining over you or the rain that's falling on you. And just think and just take some time to become more conscious about that and what it feels like. It, it doesn't have to be super deep. You know, some people, they are, you know, they're very deep thinkers, but it doesn't have to be deep. It could be something as simple as you're aware of your environment. You're aware that, you know, the air feels cool and crisp on your skin mm -hmm. or you feel or you hear the wind and allow your uh, senses to be tickled. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's and it's, it's it's just that subtle awareness it's not you know yeah, like you so said some people try and get into this really deep they think it's something really really big and fancy but it's not it's like as simple as you can get <laughs> yeah i mean for myself i i am very um i'm very much a visual person you know i see colors when i meditate and different mm -hmm. things like that and i'm always fascinated uh, i love walking my dog and so when there's times when it's a little cloudy I can, I can really truly, as the old folks used to say, I can smell the rain coming. Uh, and to hear people say that, and I never knew what, what it meant. What it meant, but, yeah. now, but now when I experience it, it just, it just tickles something on the inside of me. And also sometimes when I just stand still outside, and if you look, and if you just pause and look, you can see like little raindrops. And I'm fascinated by that, that the rain isn't here, but I can actually pause and see just little raindrops. Not that I feel it, but I can see it with the, the, the deepest sense of my vision. If I just look beyond the surface yeah. and I see it. And that's just beautiful to me. And those are mindfulness moments. I encourage people. It's not about, you have to start somewhere. So you start with those mindful moments and you Absolutely. begin to focus living a mindful lifestyle and but absolutely. it starts with the moments it does absolutely for sure and because you know i i teach that in my all the coaching any coursework that i do it's those little baby steps that are going to get you there you know if you yeah. just try and jump into something that you're kind of missing you need the journey to get there right 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 <laughs> for sure everybody wants you know the the brass ring at the end but there's a path and the path yeah. is and that's where all the uh, juiciness of life comes in is on that path, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for that discussion on mindfulness. Is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with today on that topic before we jump into the insight round? Yeah, I just, you know, want to encourage like everyday people. And it is so easy. And I can remember when I first came to the yoga mat and I would look at yoga teachers and people in the wellness space and I would just be in awe of them. And I just want to encourage people like we're all human beings. We're, we're all very similar in our stories and our struggles. And it's great to admire people, but realize that, you know, everybody has a story. And just like they started on the path you can start on the path to your health and well-being as well. And just use that inspiration that you draw from that special yoga teacher, your favorite mm -hmm. yoga teacher or meditation teacher, whoever it may be. Just draw upon that and use that to fuel your journey and continue to just stay on the path no matter what happens. Uh, for sure. 
And yeah, taking it the long way, long ride sort of thing is, is where you're going to see that beautiful success that they, you know, they want that golden thing right now. Right. But it's yeah. that journey that you need. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, for sure. So sticking it out the, for the long haul is really important though, too, because that's where you're going to really reap the benefits. Yes. Absolutely. So thank you so much for all that. And you've got me in a nice little calm state now because I had meetings all day and it's like, oh, this is cool. I can do this. <laughs> My yoga mat's right behind us. It's not a yoga mat, but a meditation mat. Oh, okay. Like, okay, yeah, yeah and I'm going straight there after this. <laughs> I can get into this. So let's do a little bit of insight round and for the listeners to get to know you just a little bit. Okay. So through your career or, you know, at any point in time, did you have one mindset that was holding you back that you can think of? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was sharing this story when I was, uh, I did a presentation uh, last weekend. And when I look back at my life, I very, I was not very present for mm -hmm. a lot of it. Meaning that as a teen, um, I was very goal oriented, very focused on futuristic goals. And so that is a mindset that I have been working on since I've come to realize that. And so meditation and yoga and spirituality for me is the challenge for me is to become very present, even in the moments, because uh, living and thinking and experiencing the present moment is not my default. Many of us, we, we default, we have a certain default, or maybe we've uh, had an experience where we've either turned negative or, you know, something that's outside of ourselves. And for me, my default is always to goal set. But we know that as soon as you set goals and you accomplish them, you set new ones. And so you're almost living and dying by your goals. And so for me, um, that is uh, the mindset that I've had difficulty with. And it's yeah. an ongoing challenge to remain present for myself and for my family. I, I can totally hear you on that one because I'm much the same. And my coach's biggest challenge is for me to stop doing and start being, being. on a regular basis. And it's, it's a challenge. And I, it's, a, it's one of those things, once you have more mindfulness around it, you have to consciously make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're like, I'm a, I'm a doer. <laughs> I like accomplishing. A lot of us are. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's why we are in the positions we are in though too, right? So it's finding that balance that you can uh, enjoy your path and everything that you have going on around you and being present in it also. Yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, can you name one person that changed your life for the better? Wow. I've run, I've run across so, so many people. Um, I would probably say my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom was, she's always had so much confidence within me. I love <laughs> you know, it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. She, she has always had enough belief to believe for me until I could believe for myself. That is magic in itself. And that, that has been magical throughout my oh. entire yeah, that is, yeah, as a parent, I'm thinking to myself, now, do I do that for my child? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really great, you know, when you think about it, because sometimes you don't have it within yourself, because you yeah. haven't proven to yourself that you can do it yet, right? But mm -hmm. I mean, someone that can believe in you is, amazing, is perfect. Yeah. So what is the best re advice you've ever received? If there is a piece? The 
Well, the, the, the best advice that I have received, um, and I can't remember who it came from, but it was towards the beginning kind of my wellness journey and when, when I began to practice yoga because I came to yoga um, with a fitness mindset. I, I like to use that term, meaning, especially coming from the military, no pain, no gain. Um, you know, pain is a sign of weakness leaving the body. Oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the <laughs> yeah. that I'm from. So even though I was in a wellness space in the beginning, I still had that mindset even as I was practicing yoga. Mm. And I believe it was a teacher or someone in class they gave me a great piece of advice that was not just for the practice of yoga, but just for life. And it was simply this, slow down. You have time. Oh, so beautiful. Slow. You have time. And so I've lived my life, most of my life in my teens and my twenties, very much in a rush. Mm -hmm. I had goals and those goals had due dates. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and I applied that same mindset to yoga. You know, if it was a pose that I wanted to conquer, it had a due date to it. So I was trying to force my body into submission into what I wanted, realizing that yoga is a practice. You just practice it every day. Mindfulness and meditation, you practice it every day. There, what is really the rush? And once I got that piece of advice, my practices became that much richer because yeah. I wasn't pushing for something. I was simply enjoying it and I was more present. Mm -hmm. That's part of that being as opposed to it's doing. For me, it all goes back to the being. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it is, it's a, something you have to put some conscious effort to when we are the doers. Yes. That's beautiful advice though. So do you have one self-care habit that you practice regularly? And obviously you do yoga all the time. <laughs> yeah. Is there um, anything else that you do that might be helpful to people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is self-care, but, you know, many, you know, for many of us that teach yoga, you know, it's, it's, it's a practice, but it's also work. You know, yeah. I, am, I am practicing with sequences in mind and all those other good things. But something that is just for me and for myself really is my meditation time. Mm. I love to take time to meditate. I used to do a lot in the morning. Um, my meditations and devotion time are uh, shorter in the mornings and longer at night. Okay. Because at night for me is an opportunity to get excited about uh, getting rest and going to bed. And so that meditate, that evening meditation for me allows me to release everything that has happened throughout the day. I take a shower, I wash my face, mm -hmm. but I also um began to clear and rinse my mind yeah and, um it really complements my evening yoga practice where i practice yin for about 15 minutes before bed awesome and it, you probably sleep very well with all that too i'd imagine yes it, it yeah. helps it, it's actually part of you know my sleep hygiene to get mm -hmm. me to slowly come down many of us live our lives on 10 so it's unrealistic to come from 10 and think your body's going to go right to zero yeah. so the meditation and the yin slowly brings me down seven eight nine ten and i take that time to to come down and it does make for a more restful sleep beautiful beautiful so now do you have a favorite quote I do have a favorite quote, but I can't remember the name of... I can do some luck up for you. 
I usually do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was, I I think the quote is similar to um, God is, is the breath within a breath. Oh, I heard that once before and I read it and it just really resonated with me. And it really, every time I say it, God is the breath within a breath it reminds me of how divine we truly are. Mm-hmm. And that That's beautiful. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Um, and, Love and it. Every time I breathe, it reminds me of regardless of what circumstances I'm going through or what may have happened, that I really am divinely made and mm-hmm. I'm special. And yeah. each and every breath is, is important. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite quotes. Wow. I love it. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. I love when I learn new ones. I'm a quote <laughs> person. <laughs> okay. Do you have a book that you're reading right now or two or three or, you know, one that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> oh gosh. I, I'm reading like a couple of books now. Um, and two of them, one of them is a book on chanting because I'm very oh. drawn to sound vibration that is my thing. That oh, is I love thing. it. I love it. So I'm reading a book now about chanting and song. And I'm also reading a, uh, another book on uh, meditation and trauma and, the uh. con- and how that can benefit um, those that are dealing with stress and trauma. Um, I also, uh, with my uh, yoga teaching, I have uh, training in yoga for trauma-sensitive communities. So I'm always looking to you know, learn little information here and there um, to be able to better serve my community. I do also read for pleasure as well. So I'm actually reading Michelle, uh, Michelle Obama's book. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I try to, uh, I've, I've been trying to increase um, the types of books that I read that are just for joy and not for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have yet to work on that one. I, every once in a while, I find a really good book for joy. That okay. I and but it's it's few and far between. <laughs> I have to admit, <laughs> I do have Michelle's book. I haven't read it yet, though. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I have two more questions for you today. So, what is one thing that you are most passionate about? If there's, if you can nail that, it doesn't have to be your uh, line of work either. It could be, you know, you like parasailing or something like that. So it could be anything. Yeah. You know, that's that's a very interesting question um, because it's. It's not sad to say, but I really am so tied and connected to the work that I do in my mm-hmm. community. Um, I really, I get passionate and I find a joy in talking about these things that I feel like can help people and people already have it within themselves. They just need a little bit more information to better understand it. So anytime I get an opportunity to engage in conversation, whether it be with a a family, a friend, or even a stranger about uh, wellness and stress and what it all means and listening to people's stories on, you know, how they're dealing with relationships at work or in the home. I'm always so excited to just hear and to maybe offer some nugget that can possibly help just the everyday person live life a little bit more freer, yeah, more conscious and uh, in a more mindful way. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And, you know, for many of us, our work is our passion, but it it gives us the joy too. So it's not like we don't have, you know, you don't have to go parasailing to have joy in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Those other things can do, you know, just as much or more probably, right? So 
Right. Perfect. So where can our listeners find you? What's the best path to find you? So they can um, definitely find me at ShirelleMoreTucker.com. That is my main website. And then um, that is more so for, you know, corporate business, those, um, you know, in professional workspaces. Mm-hmm. And then for those that are interested about the uh, spiritual components to mindfulness, I have Mind, Body, Faith, and you can find me at mindbodyfaith.org. Perfect. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you so much for all of that. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. It's something I teach a fair bit of. And I okay. love getting other people to talk with me on it. It's just something I like to have conversations on <laughs> and uh, with like-minded people. And it's a, new, a different perspective for our listeners too. Okay. Which is great. So I appreciate all that you've done today for us. and. Hang oh, on. I have one more thing. We yeah, go ahead. Quote, so I actually uh, remembered it. So the, the quote is actually by Kabir. I think that's how you pronounce it. K-A-B-I-R. Okay. And the quote is, what is God? He oh, there is it is. Yeah. By the breath. So um, I love it. That, that is the exact quote. Perfect. And I put all that in the show notes too. So okay. everyone will have that. It's perfect. I'm glad you found it for me. So I uh, don't have to go searching for it. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's been an absolute pleasure today having you here with us. And thank you everyone for listening in. And until next week, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.